Welcome back to Recap, a podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. Amen. I'm your host, <laughs> Joshua Hyde, and I've got a stacked deck with me today. Today, we have Professor X in the building, Alexander Crohanan. He made it. He's here. Here. We have the best writer of all time. He is the GOAT. Anthony yes. Arnold. Yes. <laughs> we have the boss lady of Pointcast herself, Francine Dash. And we also have the beautiful, the intelligent, Sasha Estrella Jones with us today. Powerful. Hello. Hey, I love that introduction. Yes. <laughs> Every, everybody, needs, everybody needs some energy from me when we start gotta keep it up how are you guys doing i'm great how are we doing i'm thrilled that we have a full uh, almost full house almost Say, full. Uh, almost, 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 almost. i'm Nick excited to get into it yeah. yeah this will be a fun episode we got a, we got a lot of fun things to talk about today they, they've been they've been yeah, pseudo prepped that's right. so speaking of prepping let me go ahead and tell you guys what we're going to cover today so the way that we as people see other people has always been an interesting topic of conversation. One thing that people have long debated is the idea of which qualities in a person are the, quote, best. While most answers are subjective, there are some cases where specific qualities are wanted and or even necessary. You'd be shocked to learn that some of these lines being drawn have been ingrained in us through decades of political discussion. Let's talk about it. But first, Alex. Professor X, let's talk about some trends. Um, you may have heard um, a certain billionaire <laughs> decided to buy a particular company. <laughs> talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. Right? That's Elon proper... motherfucking Musk. Yeah, that's the uh, Elon, Elon as, was, as was determined by Sasha and, uh, last time. <laughs> Elon yes. motherfucking Musk. Oh, yes. So he is. Uh, so he's bought Twitter. Um, and that was. And officially, you know, there was a there was a court case. He was trying to back out um, because uh, it was more like more genuine, like it was a it's a more genuine company than he wanted than he was willing to accept. Um, so, uh, uh, but say, but that's so that's where things began, and uh, things have only gone downhill from there. Uh, Elon uh, axed fifty percent of their staff. Yep. Yeah. I read about that, and um, then got sued over it. That's uh -huh. like, say there's been a counter suit for not uh, California law requires. Yeah, correct. Uh, so uh, he did not, as I did not give them adequate. So in order to do what's called mass layoffs, and mass layoffs is any more than, I think it's ten percent. Yeah. Um, per California law, uh, so and he was axing fifty percent, so they had to give at least, say, uh, at least X months of. Of um, no, 60 warning. days they have to 60 get days. All right, yeah, sixty days, mm -hmm. um, and that is uh, as it turns out, not twenty four hours. They're just not the same. It's not funny. the same. So his first lesson is math. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the I mean no, the first lesson is uh, th that rules apply to him. <laughs> that these aren't just these aren't yeah. guidelines that you can ignore. Let us say to teach you this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, say apparently uh, this is uh, an inside source. Um, 
Elon uh, stack ranked Twitter engineers by lines of code written over the uh, like over the past year and then fired the bottom X percent. Oh, oh wow. which means if you were just like working on a hard problem right. or if you were, I don't know, in QA yeah. or security mm -hmm. or privacy or performance or reliability, Whoa. you just like Lost got axed. Job. Yeah, kind of things you need, but okay. Well, say, and this is a this story. Ends. And in addition to that, Twitter is now the second big tech company to uh, axe their artificial intelligence ethics program. Oh, okay. Which would you know? I say it's like I say, implications, is, please. <laughs> I mean, do you remember? You must say you would say maybe you guys weren't paying attention. Uh, do you know what Google's uh, um tagline was when they started as a company mm -hmm. don't be evil that was that was mm -hmm. their like that was their slogan in the same way that like it was actually on da 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 da, da i'm loving it like mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> don't be evil well and then uh i think it, then they start making money. Oh, 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 well yeah, I say. yeah and then in like 2014 <laughs> they just casually dropped it from their campaign <laughs> just been like, what, oh. was, was it casual or was it calculated? <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, it just like, it, they just stopped, you know, it, like they just stopped including it in their letter in their it's letterhead. Kind of just like, just... we're not. It, it's like, uh, it's a little on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's this is scary, my favorite man. story. The, the Twitter stuff is my favorite story in the world right now. He was forced. Look. I think Elon probably just got really high and offered to buy Twitter for $45 billion because no one on earth thought that company was worth $45 billion. And they were like, yeah, here's a contract. And then he was like, sure, I'll sign it. Okay. <laughs> well, if <laughs> that's like, the case, then he's trying to rush to gain value. Yeah. Well, so yes. He went into huge oh. debt. Oh, I say I also to go through with the purchase. Okay, I, I get. I say uh, another one of these brilliant five D chess moves. Um, as you know, say coming out of the Musk, the brilliant Musk man. Um, another catchphrase around here. Motherfucking Musk. Um, say so, so. There's the little like there's a little blue check mark. Oh you know, say, my do, yeah. do we remember why we why Twitter came up with the little blue check mark? It was to verify. That people or organizations were exactly who they said they were. Right. Yep. Because uh and say in a world of free speech, you know, um, and say uh there, you know, there would be Donald Trump and there would be the real Donald Trump, and right. then there would be God King Emperor Trump. Yes. Um you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, Trump, Trump. the Trumpinator three thousand. I don't I don't know. The um, last one yeah. is me. There's, there's <laughs> In in today's world of of free accounts, there's millions of people masquerading as other people. Right. right. So I say so you Which is so weird, you know so uh, so in order to determine you know um so in order to determine one from the other, they you're like you know who they said they were. You had the little blue check mark to say that they you were verified. Right. So uh there's so you would know that, that the real Donald Trump tweeted this thing and not uh the Trumpinator the Trumpinator three thousand. <laughs> I.E. Anthony. Um, gotcha. Anthony Arnold, um, our very own. I'm going to have to add that to your pre-show tag. <laughs> the Trumpinator 3000. I'm down. Um, so uh, I say, and he's like, all right, no more, no more direct quote where I say we will no longer suffer the like the this world of peasants and lords. Anyone can be uh, can can be certified twenty dollars a month. 
So it's, what's, it's really a shame, you know. Oh, pardon, Christine. No, go ahead. Off. Go ahead, Sasha. You know, I, I look at it and the final agreement was $8 a month, right? And some people yep. might see that as no big deal. But when I look at that, it's, that's 8 USD, right? For folks around other places in the world, we're 8 US dollars a month. Like, you, you know how much money that actually is? I really think, you know, all of us on this team as journalists is something we should be horrified yeah. about because what that does is it's going to only further disinformation. It's going to create only a divide between those who have the means to do it. That has nothing to do with the brilliance they have, the knowledge, the education they bring, the unique lens on journalism or on the arts in general, not only journalists, the, the arts at large sharing this information to make them, will attempt to make them pay for that when that amount might be preposterous. It's, it's sickening. And when you look at that, and you also add in the fact that with the layoff, uh, Twitter's head of safety and integrity said that 15% of those that were laid off come from Twitter's uh, trust and safety organizations. So now you're telling me the people who 15% verify. less, when really you need 50% more. To combat the amount of disinformation, add that to now, as long as you can pay eight a USD a month, sure anyone can have a check. What is that going to look like for disinformation? It's it's scary. It's disgusting. And Elon motherfucking Musk, yes, mm-hmm. I'll say it. I said it before. I'll say it again. Was <laughs> not here to you know make this free speech, make this all about this town hall center. No, um. give me a break. I'm saying, and the final, I'm saying, I know, I know we had a lot to cover, so we're gonna, I'm gonna bookend this, but, um, on go a little further on what Sasha was just saying. So uh, there was a, there's an Elon Musk account with a blue check mark with the, uh, with the, like the handle is Chris Warcraft. So clearly not Elon Musk, but he has a saying, but it says Elon Musk, and he has the same Elon Musk picture. Um, and his uh, tweet was, Nothing is better than waking up and enjoying a fresh steaming cup of my own urine. Such a tangy way to start the day, and it's scientifically proven to help brain cells grow. Oh if you God. want to be like me, drink your pee. Wow. And that has the blue check? That has the blue check. Yes, yes it does. Yes. Wow. And, and, and the piss de resistance. <laughs> Shortly after posting this. This account was temporarily restricted. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, they had enough people on staff to follow <laughs> up, right. I suppose. Well, I say specifically on their new CEO's uh, account, you know, they, they wouldn't do this for just anybody, but for the big guy. It's a whole lot to process. Well, then. <laughs> this has uh, been very interesting to watch unfold, for sure. So, uh, because it kind of relates to our topic today, Anthony. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the poll. All right. So this is a, a poll from a few weeks ago. It goes, America has a black sperm donor shortage, and black women who want to have black children are paying the greatest price. Since black men account for fewer than 2% of sperm donors at cryobanks, their vials are gone in minutes, making this particular option for black women hardly an option at all. So... This article, this poll was attached to an article from the Washington Post where they explored this question and this problem in, in, in a lot more detail. You know, some women framed this as an agonizing choice. 
that they were having to make, saying that they were, you know, having to choose. I'm trying to be fair, but I, I did having to choose. <laughs> they were having to choose vials from other races, and they they didn't want to. They didn't want to. That I think. I mean, I think we've. So read, I think that's a fair. Black women who right. wanted to choose a black sperm so they could right. have a black child. Right. right. And they had to choose sperm from well, other races, gotcha. and and mm-hmm. they 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 were not satisfied with that. Gotcha. Um. So, you know, I I guess the the question in the poll is like, should this be framed as an agonizing choice? How you know how does race tie into all of this? Uh, and I know we're going to explore this in the discussion itself, so I don't want us to take too much time with the poll because I don't want us to step on what Josh has planned for us. But I think we can all preview our thoughts as briefly as each of us are capable of. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Alex. How <laughs> dare. Yes, you're the only long-winded one here, Alex and Alex alone. <laughs> um, so let's briefly frame oh, our positions, and then we'll let we'll let Josh sort of pull out everything so uh i'll go ahead and start since i'm eventually the one who's going to transition us um my thoughts on this issue specifically are complex and i think it speaks more on the nature of the sperm banks themselves than it does on the people using them for their service i don't personally think that there's anything wrong with like a black woman trying to have a black baby just like I wouldn't think there's anything wrong with a white woman trying to have a white baby. I don't think there's anything wrong with attempting to have this, like a child of the same race that you are. I think this is being framed in the incorrect way, or at least the, the, the issue is being framed incorrectly. That's my thought. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> we'll you're wrong. Alex, we'll let Alex wrong. take this position next. Go ahead, okay. Alex. Putting it gently. Putting, putting it gently. I want to take a step back and like, so, you know, race like charging gets, gets, char- gets, gets charged because like that's how people identify themselves. And that is so, so let's just like take a step back. I mean, like, would anyone have, would given the option, given the ability to choose, would anyone choose to have a, uh, like a, let's say like a hyper child or like a, dumb child would anyone choose that honestly no i don't think <laughs> no 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 you wouldn't choose, yeah. no no like wouldn't no choose things it would be a challenge yeah right right you, you say um so i say but like we all know like hyper people or you know say just like people who are not say who aren't the sharpest you know they aren't the brightest crayon in the box they're not the sharpest tool in the shed whatever you know however you want to mm. say that. they're like they're a little dull and they're great people. They are wonderful people. Some of my best friends are dumb as a box of rocks. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> I know a few of them. <laughs> the point being that, like, we we wouldn't choose, like, you see, we wouldn't choose anything that would, like that would be difficult. But like, you know, you wouldn't get, you know, given the option. I understand. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, Anthony, but like, say, uh, you go go ahead and say go it. Go ahead. Like, all right. So like, given the difficulties that I say that come from being biracial yep. or being mixed race would you choose to inflict that upon someone hmm. yeah yeah i don't I have th- that experience so honestly i didn't even think about all of those issues to be honest yeah. with you you would never choose it you would never choose to be like i want to choose a life where i don't belong anywhere <laughs> you would never inflict that on somebody right but I say but let's say we is a but no, for, say fortunately 
these decisions are largely out of our hands. Yep. We say we say we can't choose who we fall like we don't choose who we fall in love with and like who we like. Um, and like that's that's the beauty of it. That's the point. Yep. Um, the fact as I not this isn't it's like this isn't a you know a, a strict judgment against like these women who I say who are in this position. The point is they like our society shouldn't allow them to be put in this position. We shouldn't allow this. We're gonna filter people based upon arbitrary characteristics because people will choose like market characteristics, and oh, that's bad. So you're anti this is the bad whole sperm for everyone. Thing, period. You're anti sperm. I think I named him in that. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's actually really funny, and this is technically say, a spoiler Austin. for where I was going to take <laughs> us, but that's actually my point. Like overall, that is my point. And so the people who are in these decisions aren't wrong or the people who are making these decisions aren't wrong because it's what they have to deal with. The goal is that they shouldn't be in this position. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go but with this. But you're saying Spoilers something different though. You're saying that these sperm banks shouldn't exist? Or am I hearing I say sir, not in the not in the way that we have chosen to allow. Like, Where people can shop well, for baby. Baby yeah, shopping should right, exist. Yeah, so, okay. and we, we, can talk, we can get more into this uh, later. Okay. I just want to... I got you. Yeah. I, got you. I, I, I just wanted to clarify. Clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But Sasha, what's your take? Sort of... Hmm. I'll, I'll wait until, you know, we get really good right. conversation. She's really percolating, um, I, though. I will say. doing? She's, yeah. I can well, tell Sasha got that face. Say, <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. What I do have to say is that I disagree with Alex's point that we don't choose who we fall in love with. I think, actually, we do. I think, you know what? No. So I'm going to say. Bam! You have to wait. Okay, <laughs> mic drop. All right. All right, I love it. I love it. Um, when I first came in contact with this situation, I my response was more like, more like Josh's. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean, I get it. People want to have the experience of having their own baby, minus the partner, or maybe they have a situation where they have a partner. Maybe these are lesbian couples right. who want to get pregnant and don't want to adopt because of all the other backstories. But in this situation, I guess there are backstories too. But anyway, I, just people wanting to have a baby that's their culture, their ethnicity. Personally, I'm not offended by that. I just don't know enough about it to maybe be offended by it. But at first glance, I'm unbothered by the fact that women want to have this choice available to them. I'm curious as to how the problem is going to be addressed because there has been some negative responses to their trying to encourage more black men to be sperm donors and, and, and whatever that all means. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, people, some people yearn to be a parent. I personally never yearned. For yeah. that, so I don't have that to fall back on. I became a parent just because I was married for a long time. We got comfortable and life happened. But it was never something that I yearn for, but in this story, if people read it, they'll read stories about women who yearn to be a mother. Right, like right, it's, right. this is their identity. <laughs> and um, so I, I have empathy for that. All right. Um, the short answer I'll give, I, I, I lean a bit more towards Alex here because I think, and I, and I know I put this in the Slack channel when we had this discussion, we, we, we have, we separate sperm from like the men and the race but if this was the real world and like a white person walked up to you and like josh you asked out a white girl and she was like flat out to your face 
oh, I only date white men because I want to have white babies. That that has happened to me more than once. And 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 you were like, did you think that was like a reasonable position for her to have? Um, I don't think it was a reasonable position to like not date me, but like as like but ultimately, said, I only I I date with the intention of long term relationship and possible marriage. Anyone I date, I'm looking at as a potential partner. Well, no, that that's a bit of a different situation than the ones that I've been in. Right, but what if that was her position? But, and she said, I won't date you because if we get serious, you can't give me a white baby. I would say there are ways to give you a white baby that don't have to come from me. Like, I feel like there are ways around that. But, but you know what I'm asking. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're asking. He's uh, trying to be creative and get it I, I don't have, I, I think I don't, I don't have the position that you do in that same regard. Now, granted, I'm not going to pretend that that wouldn't bother me. Right. But like, I don't see it as like a hurdle that can't be overcome. Because, well, and this is what I want to say, and I, and I want everyone to think about this a little closely as we move forward. The position that this is an understandable thing, that this is an acceptable thing, if everyone had this position, I would never have kids. I can't date white women. I can't date black women. I can't date Hispanic. That means biracial people have no one who they can really if everyone wanted to have only one race kids, who would I have kids with? Other biracial people. Uh, well, yeah. You have immediately cut off like 90 something percent of the available partners for me. Correct. Yeah. That is like, that is where choosing partners by race ends up. It's just like, I don't know, Anthony. I can tell you, having been out in the world, that the number of potential biracial partners is greatly lower yes <laughs> well, i'd be like like okay and then if the, and then the other part of that is uh once you allow once you allow one filter you must then allow other All filters, filters. Yep. right must you i mean y yes you well, have, you you have you say let's say I say it was fine. I say it was fine. I say i was like i was a black woman and i like and i only wanted to like i only want to date black men and i'm like okay well uh no one likes let's say there's a you know, say, there's a bias against short men. So um, I, I say, I can't, I can't, like, what if I have, what if we have short children? I can't, I can't date short men. Same, same. Uh, I say. But um, people do that. You know that. Yeah, I say. You're, <laughs> That's you're part say, of the problem. <laughs> you're, I say, you're, you're, say, you're right. And this is like to their own, like to their own detriment. Right. We tell them they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do that. I don't know. Short men, though. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's never been a problem for me. I'm six foot six. I'm just saying. I get I say, your point. I say, uh, I'm, I'm, Again, I don't want to. I don't want to just. We tell people not to choose partners based on purely genetic characteristics. That is like the default position we have if you are choosing a romantic partner. But if then we create dating, an artificial system like sperm banks. That allows them to do that. That allows them to do that. And, and, and that's the like, tension. Okay. Correct. Right. Is that yep. in your normal everyday romantic life? That's we not would how that not, would work. That is yeah. right. We would not tell you. But I have to, to also that. say that sperm banks are used not just for people to anonymously have kids. They're also used right. in situations for men who want Correct. to preserve Correct. But I disagree totally, totally. that we don't tell people not to choose we abs their partners we like that. We clown on. Uh, I, I'm not on. I'm not on Tinder, but I am on Reddit, and uh, we clown on people with profiles who are like, let's say, I no only, blacks, say, no I Jews, only, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but let me point. tell you. Let me add this but, to it though. People won't say it on air or to your face, but there's still a conversation 
about about interracial dating. Yeah. Yes. I'll touch that conversation, not recorded, but yes. it's a conversation still yep. happening with you and your girls. Yes. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, they true. won't have it to your face because they know that somewhere people are like, oh, no, man, that seems like a really messed up way to do things. Mm-hmm. And the sperm bank allows them to do very openly what they would not do. Like, if you were choosing, if 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 there was a woman in a world where all three of us guys are single and there was a woman and we were all like, man, we, we, we all wanted to date her. And she went into this group and she was like, I chose Alex because he's white and I want a white baby. I think me and Josh would be like, damn. <laughs> Feel some kind of way about it. She walked into the room, didn't get to know us, didn't know anything about us, hadn't even exchanged a word with us and immediately rejected us because she was like, I mean, eventually he can give me a white kid. We would be but like. Can I bring another perspective in? Yeah. And this is why I have a lot of empathy for this is that in these conversations that we're having, we're thinking about two parent homes, right? And when you, you know, as someone also who is a mixed race, when you have both your parents around to impart both of your cultures and assuming that they do, you have a very different reality versus, say, if these Black women you know, have a child that's mixed race. And now a whole part of this kid's identity, this mom is like, I don't know anything about it. I think I flipped this and I'm like, maybe they want to be like, pause. I want to do the responsible thing that I don't want to bring, for example, let's say a black and Asian child into this world. And I know nothing about, let's just say Japanese. I know nothing about Japanese culture. And I want my kid to feel fully seen in my house. I see it from that lens of, they want the option for black sperm donors because they want to make sure that they can fully raise this child in the allness of them from a cultural 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 perspective. Actually, that's what the article hit on. The mm-hmm. woman in the article ended up choosing the sperm of a Peruvian man. And so now she has a child and she said, I don't feel comfortable raising this child as only black. I want her to know her full identity and, and is making an effort to educate herself. And she said someday her child, who's still like a toddler, I believe about her heritage. So that point was actually brought up in the story. I just wanted to share that. But that assumes that there's a monolithicness to black culture itself, which does not exist. The black culture of New York is not like the black culture of Indy. That's not like true. the black culture of that's, Houston. That's true. So you may have a, like... Say, you, we say, we said, say, you said, you know, we, we were using Japanese as an example, but uh, where where in Japan? Right. Say, to, say Tokyo true, and Kyoto are, are, are different. That there still is something that unites us. And I mean, for but those it's of made us up. who... It's made up. It no, doesn't exist. Not, though, baby. It no, is. It is. There is something about you, when you are around... You feel it. it it's a, you can't even put it into words. It's it's a thing. And I know I cannot be the only one who feels this way. I'm an, uh, like, say, I'm an, I'm an American. You. I have, let's say, like what we, we say over and over again, there is no white culture. 
It's like, like there's American culture, but there is not like white culture. Right. So don't come at me about this whole cultural bullshit. It's a lie. It is a lie you've but told yourself. But before, but before it's we, culture. Okay. It's culture. But before, it, is before it happens to be segregated this. on race I'm, I'm because I'm, I'm, I'm of. Stop you right there. No. Stop you right there. No. I, I, I actually think the discussion that you guys are trying to have is very important, but it's not the discussion I'm trying to have today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I think there is benefit in having said discussion, but I don't want it to detract from the point that I'm trying to make. Is that fair? Do we think that's fair? fair. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I will I will make one more point about each of your points because I do want, again, for it to be valid. I do believe there is an overarching identity that we have established in America, specifically among Black people, Sasha. Uh, I agree with that. I think there is something there that is... Uh, worth protecting and it is something that i think most people who identify with it can say that they would feel at the same time alex i do understand that the concept of black culture was in fact made up it is a combination of cultural identities that have been held over time do we believe that both of these yeah, positions no, are valid actually yeah that's very valid I, okay <laughs> I'll speak for the team. <laughs> Still in your passions. Now, I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song for that. But I, okay. I I almost wanted to let the discussion play out, but I felt like it wouldn't have ended if I did. <laughs> yeah, and so, I would not have been successful with the time. Keeping. So, let's, let's let's go ahead yeah. and finish the. That, that was the whole plus <laughs> on recap. So, um, one of the things I wanted to kind of get into the nitty gritty about because a lot of the, as we've discussed, a lot of the kind of issue here comes from the difference between uh, selecting a partner based on characteristics and then having the actual experience of a partner. Because in my own personal experience, I was always told as a kid that I should never date anybody outside of my own race. In fact, uh, I, I dated a white girl named Natalie uh, for a portion of my time in high school, and I was fucking washed in my own uh, family because of it. Like, they were like, why are you dating a white girl? She ain't gonna do nothing for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. uh, why, why do we have these beliefs? Like, I'm, I'm confused mm -hmm. as to why this is a problem. Mm -hmm. I like her, she likes video games. That's all that really matters <laughs> to me. Like, I just want to, she likes yeah, video games. Exactly, that's all I care about. I'm like 14. What do you want from me? Yeah, 14, you're not really stressed. <laughs> and so, like, uh, I, I think, and this is part of the reason why I think I have such an odd view of uh, people and race is because I, I personally have dealt with issues where people will either not date me or refuse to get to know me better because I am, I am not of a particular race. And I don't think they're ill-intentioned, but obviously that's not a good thing. Because like, being perfectly honest, I don't think I'm the kind of person that would come off as like, never mind. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop myself right there well, before I say something I shouldn't. Parked it. You parked it. Okay. But uh, my my point is, I don't think people who are making dating decisions are doing so with malicious or with malicious intent. I think that there are probably ingrained beliefs and ideals that they feel like they want and might be trying to find them. My, the goal of this pod was eventually to get us to where those ideals come from. Who creates these ideas of what a good quality in a person is? 
because I think in some of the, the discussions that I've had and in some of the research that I've done specifically about this topic, uh, once we once we had it in the Slack channel, which was very interesting to see, by the way, um, I think a lot of that comes from a lot of these lines that have been drawn, uh, both politically and racially. And I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. So I think part of it is a myth. Oh, oh, go ahead. Pardon me. I was ready. My bad job. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Fire away, Sasha. <laughs> I think part of it is a misconception between nature and nurture. I think some people think, oh, I'm smart. Oh, if I look for smart sperm, my kid will be smart. And it's like, mm, well, no, not not necessarily. So <laughs> I think that's, you know, part of it of the critique that I do see the validity, the validity of, and I do agree to a certain degree, is that when you mark off certain arbitrary things it's like well just because this person who has donated their sperm is athletic doesn't mean you're going to have the next michael jordan you know and that is just uh people don't understand biology quite well yeah yep. uh so that's one thing but yeah i think in terms of dating or whatnot i know for me it's funny because i'm mixed racial my parents are different and they they didn't get together because oh yes I was if they were looking for someone of the same skin tone I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if that was on their requisite. Uh, but for me, it's always been important to have a partner who shares the same culture. And for me, the culture that's closest to my heart is Caribbean. I've always wanted to have a Caribbean partner. Both my parents they may be different, but they are both Caribbean, and I wanted that. You know, I don't have kids yet. I don't plan anytime soon. But I want that in my home. I want there to be a strong. Caribbean presence. I want to raise our kids Caribbean, like, period. So, yeah, there's certain people where, you know, eh, I, I, I'll talk to you, whatever, but I was, whenever I am with other Caribbean people, it feels the most like home, and I wanted that in a partner. And my current partner, the person who I've been on spending my whole life with, my first love, hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's Jamaican. It's Jamaican. And I love that because we have Jamaican, we have Trinidadian and Puerto Rican, Trinidadian, Puerto Rican, and me. And yes, a mix of Caribbean culture, but at this core, there's still the similarity between them. All. Yeah. I get that. And and I don't think you're in the wrong for wanting that for both yourself and for your own future. And I think a lot of things that we or a, a good distinction that effectively needs to be made here is that like we're kind of comparing dating and families because they're not the same. Like yeah, the <laughs> what I'm looking for in a romantic partner may not always be the same person I'm looking for to have a child with. And so like you would want those to be the same, obviously. That that's the goal. Yeah. But like it there are lots of relationships that fall apart when the idea of family is discussed because you realize this isn't the same person that I would want to raise kids with. But like, yeah, they were cool to hang out with for a couple of years. Right. And so I think especially when it comes to like sperm banks and uh, kind of picking values that matter to you. I think one of the core aspects of the conversation that I think gets lost is that like these women who are making these choices are trying to start a family. And that comes with a very different set of like values and beliefs than just the general dating pool. Yeah, it does. Um, but doing it through a sperm bank removes so like Sasha, you mentioned Caribbean culture and I can, and I can talk about this from my dating experience. Cause you mentioned this 
people look at you and they go, because of your skin tone, you're somehow unknowable to me. We don't have anything in common. But that's just simply not true. Because culture is not the same as race. Gamer culture is is not like there's in Indiana has a culture. There's yes. a culture of Indiana. If you're like, like I want to date someone who understood Indiana culture because like I like going to the state fair and I need you to have some familiarity with what the Indiana state fair is. There's Indiana culture. There's Caribbean culture, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's black because there's a, not every person who lives there is the same skin color, but they may share larger cultural similarities. That's what I mean when I say people look at you and they go, you're unknowable because of your race. So the idea that I can't raise this child because of their skin color, they will be somehow unknowable to me. But that one, anyone who, and I understand people haven't had kids. The idea that like your kid is somehow unknowable to you because their skin, like I, that's just not how it functions when you have kids. Like that's. I don't think that's the way the parent was trying to come up. But they might the be uncomfortable. No, I think that she loved her daughter so much, and I think that when you have an experience of not being seen, it's really important for you to raise children who want to be seen and want to embrace all that they are. Um, sometimes, when particularly when children do have multi-ethnic backgrounds, they're forced to pick one. And so, you know, this article was specifically talking about a, a mom who wanted to recognize the fact that she didn't want her daughter to just pick one because one was not her whole story. So I get that. But I think the argument was different. It sounded like to me there might have been some, some arbitrary arguments simply against the concept of sperm banks, period, as they, as they exist. And... The even people in the way people want to have or build families. Right. Right. And that was where I was going with my understanding in the Slack channel. Yeah. So uh, this circles back to the, the initial problem is like, so if you have the ability to def, to select for particular characteristics, you will select them based upon market value and social value. Mm-hmm. Well, now this goes back. This reminds me when, I don't know when sperm banks really began, but I remember when I was in high school and people were talking about it and some people were against it because they were like, great, now people are going to create the master race. And then there was all of this talk about people go in and they're going to, if you can pick your child, you're going to pick the most, I forget what the term is, but basically the most desirable characteristics. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to, I forgot what the. I mean, this is bad. This is just bad. This is eugenics. By by any other name. And we haven't. But I don't know if everyone agrees with that or not. But the, to be to pay some respect to that argument, that was the that's where they were coming from. Right. Is basically what I was trying and we, to say. We haven't stopped ourselves from going down that road. I mean, I don't because I think there are couples to women who want to have kids, but obviously they 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 need sperm to do so. So I don't think like the concept itself is so bad. I understand that there may be arrangements where you need a sperm donor or people who just like men who have low sperm counts and they still want to have a kid. Like I understand the very good reasons for it to exist, Mm -hmm. but like to your point, we haven't done anything to stop ourselves from going down the road of choosing your kid based on a trip. Like we, we, we didn't do anything to stop what most like people who said that were like, Oh, that's an extremist. No one will ever do that. But now science today is like, I don't know. 
it seems like it might, in fact, in the within our lifetimes, allow you to do that. And Actually, we, we should. We have laws that are supposed to keep us from doing that. And, and even as far as stretching into the early stages of artificial intelligence. But right. you're, you're right there. The guardrails are kind of flimsy yeah. in, in this space. And and we rely on the, the people who own these organizations to set the rules right. for engagement. And well, to the nature versus nurture point the Sasha, thank you for bringing that up earlier. We are re we struggle to grapple with the truth that some things are genetically inheritable. And we don't quite know how to say that without sounding some sort of way. But things like athletic ability, I mean, there is a genetic component to athletic ability. If you look at a lot of like professional athletes, you are likely to see professional athletes or semi-pro athletes in their background or be like, man. That tall guy has two really tall parents. But like, yeah, like it might like, have been there, but nurture also helped it grow. Right, it's it, not right. just because it's there at birth; right. it's automatically right. Lead to that. The nurture takes the inherent thing and turns it into like the professional basketball player. But like, yeah. like the, the number one pick in next year's NBA draft, if you look at his parents, you're like, I don't know, man. I think one of his parents was like a track star, and the other one was like a basketball player. Like. Your parents are like six six, and one of them is like a track star. So, you know, your they probably aunts... knew how to train. Right. They probably knew what meals. That's so the nurture there, part. But there's, yeah. Right. But if I mean, we can. But if people could choose to like have the next LeBron James, like I don't know. I mean, so uh, you would choose to have a son who would be who one day become like a ten billionaire. <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> this is I say. I mean, so this is a bit of my bit my area of expertise so like you we can show statistical correlations between particular genetic uh traits and particular genetic markers um so whatever is desirable you will select for if you think height is desirable you'll just go all right we're gonna screen out i'll say sorry so first we're gonna screen for height and then i'm gonna screen for race and then i'm gonna screen for an intelligence and it's like um uh this is this is bad. This is just bad for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another level to this that we haven't brought up is let's talk about incarceration, because let, let's look at why we have such a substantial amount of black women who may actually desire to be partners, do not want to some, you know, they're like, hey, I'm doing a solo dolo. But there are other black women who deeply want a lifelong partner but the dating pool looks very different when you're a black woman also let's add on that black women are the most educated group in our society amen and then a portion <laughs> of who you'd like to date millions actually of them behind bars and that's not something then the article didn't touch on and we haven't brought up yet but i think the challenging spot to be in where it's like you know if I was looking for a partner on the street, it would be different. But the partners on the street, they they already partnered, or they or they behind bars. Right, like that. And the reality. Well, the it. thing I said in the chat that I found deeply, radically offensive about the article is that the idea that this capitalist sperm bank market 
wants black male sperm while not giving a single fuck about the black man it comes from. I said, you can miss me with that bullshit completely. So we I want your sperm. Be a donor, we want your right? sperm. We're going to throw your ass behind bars. Get the fuck out of here with that. No. And, I, and that is not me not having empathy or sympathy for the black woman that is just saying, as a man of color, the idea that you'd be like, yo, your sperm is valuable, but your actual body has zero fucking value to us. Like, nah, mm. son. That's where the imbalance is. That's wow. why I couldn't agree you know, more with you, Anthony. I didn't even process like, it like fuck? that, Anthony, like, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're saying they I were going to like, they were going to wow. gyms and giving out gift cards to juice bars for sperm. Like, bruh, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. We see you in there lifting, son, <laughs> getting gains. How about you come give us a donation and go get yourself a smoothie? Bruh, nah. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. So that was clearly, so offensive. Yes. That is, that is offensive. So clearly this is not a great system. Um, and hopefully we've done enough to help people realize that there are major well to say that there are major flaws in it is literally what I just said. Um my my point is Yeah, like it th this is not as simple of an issue as one might think. That's the reason why I wanted to talk about it today. And so hopefully we can find a solution to this that doesn't create more problems <laughs> for the people involved and doesn't continue to promote eugenics. Because again, that is where we are heading. That's if, a challenge. If Some something... people think this very existence is eugenics yeah. yeah and i i i can think of several ideas of how we can change it but that that wasn't the conversation we were going to have today so this podcast as all of these other ones uh have been brought to you <laughs> in part by Elgag productions a studio for podcasters and musicians and of course pointcast news listen to any of our other podcasts please go visit our website at pointcast.news or you can also find us on apple podcasts also, be sure to like and follow us on our Facebook page for more podcasts, articles, and polls like we covered today. Thank you all for joining me in the studio. Thank you, Sasha, for joining us at home. Thank you all for listening. Josh, out. All right, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>